This episode contains discussion of child abuse and sexual assault. Please be advised. Hello and welcome to a special bonus episode of Sinisterhood, a conversation with journalist Siren Warner. Siren has been instrumental in all of the work he's done on Profundity Years, a bunch of other cults too, but... We're going to be talking with him today specifically about Profundity Years, and if you listen to our episode that came out yesterday and uh, last week, too, you'll understand the severity of what is going on in East Texas right now, and we're trying to get as many eyes and ears on this as possible to help these folks out and the families of the folks that are at the ranch as well. Yeah, and that's part of what Siren does, too, is on-the-record interviews with people who have been part of it, who people have, may have had family members or loved ones connected to it. So he has the kind of inside scoop and explains how he got involved and kind of what we all can do, which essentially is share this, uh, make a lot of noise. So check out the interview, and thanks again to Siren for being so generous with all of his resources. For sure, and you can check out the full video version on our YouTube page, just go to YouTube, search Sinisterhood, and there's all sorts of fun stuff there, including this interview. But for now, enjoy a conversation with Siren Warner. So what's your background? For Just kind of introduce yourself for us and kind of tell us about your background and how you got sort of roped into being the, the cult hunter, as you've been called. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I was a newspaper reporter. I wrote for an alt weekly from 2008, like right until the pandemic, um, when, when the paper folded because so much of the revenue came from all these places that weren't advertising because like nothing was open for mm -hmm. forever. Yeah. Uh, and I had this, I had a cult story that I, well, it started off as like a, I wrote a, a piece for this magazine about, a homicide that uh, somebody from Minneapolis where I live was killed in Alaska. And while I was following that story, I eventually got to was introduced to these people, or I guess I sort of stumbled into this, these people, this, this woman um, who was like a, she was a source in the media. Like she, she worked at a radio station as like the news director. And I knew something was weird. People, people even like told me it was a cult. Like people told me, to kind of stay away from this this lady and whatever she was doing, oh. um, but I was like, I there's nothing. Like, what's the worst that could happen? And yeah. and she like got in my head, and Ooh. these people just found out like everything about me. These were and the profundity years. People? This is pre profundity years. No, this is pre profundity. This is a this is a cult called the Body. Oh wow! Um, but, like this. most most of my TikTok videos are about them. Yes. Um, because because I worked on that story for years, like once I kind of put the pieces together and realized that like all this stuff I thought I knew was was not real or had been misrepresented. I went like I was just like, I'm going to tell this story and um, I'm going to do it independently. And then mm -hmm. I, I my original plan was to go one year and see what happened. And now it's uh, now it's been about three years since I've been doing this cult stuff. Wow. Nice. And so you went from the body and then because you had kind of a following with that, were then people submitting tips of like, hey, this is happening in my hometown. Yes. Yeah. I, I get a lot of tips. People people message me either through DMs or, you know, my email is on my website. These days, it's a lot of like the TikTok and Instagram. People mm -hmm. find me and send me. I mean, I, I hear stories all the time. Um and I'm actually like doing the initial sort of groundwork on what I believe will be like the next story too. Well, also doing this profundity thing. And I'll probably also go back to the, I mean, I do like really long, um, I'm pokey, but I okay. do these long sort of investigations and sort of, I, I only do stories about active cults that I, that I'm actually going to do if I'm doing an investigation. Mm -hmm. So it, it evolves over time too. So something could happen with the body and I would jump right back into yeah. oh, okay. like if more people got arrested or something. Like, yeah. Um, keep on that. You got a lot of, so that's wild. So by investigating the body, you, you started to get sucked in. Yeah. Well, I mean, I got sucked in, 
while I was investigating, like they, they got in my brain. Yeah. Um, it, I, I believed some things that weren't real and I didn't. And I, I, I just, the whole time I assumed I was like too smart for anything yeah. bad to happen. And that just wasn't the case at all. That's so fascinating. <laughs> Cause I am guilty of saying that all the time that like, I'm not the type of person that would get sucked into a cult, but I think if you're, maybe it's so insidious you don't even realize mm-hmm. it's happened until it's already happened. That's how I accidentally followed Rajneesh Purim for about a year <laughs> with their tarot card deck. Cause I got this like tarot deck as a gift and I thought it was great. And I'm following this like teachings and stuff. And one day a year later I Googled it and was like, that's literally the fucking cult from wild, wild country. <laughs> and I had, I had by yep. then had told at least a half a dozen people, maybe a dozen to be like, this will change your life. This book, <laughs> this tarot deck is amazing. And I had to be like, um, hello, a few months ago, I may have recommended it's something i hope you haven't got like, but you're right it's just it's Netflix insidious it came out <laughs> exactly was like new information that was actually old information i was unaware of has come to life but you're right it's just like a little by little you're like how did i even end up how did this? you like break yourself from it once you recognize what was going on honestly i probably wouldn't have recognized the the, the reason why i was able to put it together was that i because i was working on this magazine story and this person was a source it was promising me all this information. Like I was recording all our conversations. Mm-hmm. So like during the pandemic, I kind of went back to it and was like, yeah, I wonder like there's nothing to do. I'm going to listen to some of these tapes and see what's going on. And it, it was just clear to me that like that I, I missed something the first time. Wow. Damn. Um, I was just going to say like you were talking about like the, the Rajneesh cards or whatever and, and endorsing. I think that, that, this like the the whole like cult experience is something that not everybody has like the the the, the, it's it's sort of rare to get sucked into something like a profanity yours yeah but we we all have like experiences where we're manipulated or where we trust somebody and then at some point you find out like holy shit this is like a totally different person than i thought it was i mean a lot of times like with with like romantic relationships um bosses this familial relationships i used to i'm a lawyer and one of my my very last gig before i was doing this full time was working with older adults had been sucked into romance scams Mm -hmm. and had been you know abused by family members and it you think oh this guy was a you know a professor and he believes that this you know that it's chrissy teigen giving him and needs fifty thousand dollars and it's like and it's little by little you can really get groomed essentially Mm -hmm. yeah i mean these are experiences that that happen in in minor ways like like in just about everybody's life like people are like how does anybody ever fall for that and it's mm-hmm. like you've been conned before like oh, everybody yes. that's a good point has been yeah. conned mm-hmm. even if it's selling you something that you don't need at the state right. fair you know they're like oh these knives will change your you life agree to it because you want to get out of there yeah. you know yeah. i mean pressure and stuff so yeah i never Effective. really thought about that but that's a good point it's just a much grander scale yeah but from your experience like down there and everything have you spoken with people that are in it have you kind of talked to people in the town like what's going on down there i've i've definitely talked to the people in the town there's there i mean there's people in the town that i communicate with on like a, a daily basis or every other day um sort of basis mm-hmm. so so the, the, and then you know those are like relationship uh, relationships that uh have really helped me a lot um in discovering what the story is i haven't communicated with anybody who's actually like in the cult a member like a current member but mm-hmm. i talked to a lot of the people who left wow okay um these like the survivors of the group the people they kind of united um on facebook and people found each other people kind of went to this there's this one woman who was who was involved in it on like a sort of a leadership level and a lot of people went to her when she left because they were shocked that like Mm -hmm. how did she leave wow uh and she's she's done an amazing job like just putting connecting people and um telling stories but that's that's where you know, I honestly like I, I don't know if I would be all that interested in interviewing somebody who was yeah. like in the cult or mm-hmm. interviewing Linda or anything, because they I, I know kind of like what they're going. To, I mean, I'm sure it would be it would be really interesting to interview Linda, be mm-hmm. in, interesting, like, but I I don't 
trust that information. No, I know. Like after, after so much time with Linda, like I, I don't think, uh, like spending so much time with her digitally, like I can just see, you know, she, she, she doesn't tell the truth. She Mm -hmm, doesn't let people talk. She's, she, she can't take criticism at all. Mm-mm. I mean, it's hallmarks um, of what you see when experts point out what does a cult leader look like? Mm-hmm. And I was interested because, you know, you're you've kind of spent a lot of time with a lot of the footage. And this is a very new thing in this new and the new environment that we're all in that these cults before, you know, back in the 70s and 80s would operate more on. There may be some videotaped evidence, but it's archival footage. Now, a ton of information is available and you have been working on a documentary. You spend a lot of time with this, all these images and audio. Do you see a progression? And if so, what do you think kind of she started with and where do you think she's ended up? And Given that, do you have any ideas of how far you think this can actually go? Well, there's absolutely a progression. I mean, I think it starts like if you watch the really old videos of Linda from I think the the collection starts around it's either the end of 2015 or 2016, where like there's there's videos that you can watch from back then. And she's got this G golly uh yeah. hello sunflower, like she Come on, honey. Yeah. Southern charm um, yeah. kind of thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Total, mm-hmm. total Southern charm, which is funny because she's from Montana. Yeah. But yeah. she, uh, it's, it's, there is like darkness to it. It's definitely like she is using a bunch of cult tactics in these videos. She's, um, like a, a rape apologist and she's, she's, she's doing all kinds of stuff in those old videos that are like, that, that's like, this is not like healthy for people to like yeah. be listening mm-hmm. to this a lot woman. of red flags, but it, it, it's certainly, it, it got, it, it gets really dark like in 2018 or it starts to get dark in 2018. And then by like the pandemic, like 2021, that's where you have the, the, the Linda, the really dark Linda with the super, super deep voice. The guttural who kind like of. doesn't Yeah, she doesn't make jokes anymore. She does I mean occasionally she says she she makes an attempt, but like the old Linda was like there seemed to be a a real like a person in there. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah. like when I see Linda now, um I just see you know the facade is like the only thing that that exists there yeah. anymore and it she's has gotten the character that she's created and doesn't really have a personality of her own anymore yeah but it, I would say yes it, it got significantly darker over time yeah, yeah. you're right because in some of the videos we were watching she would like say do you know how hard it is to drive a car I'm used to driving a starship it was almost like stand-up yeah, she, <laughs> like, kinda, what she had this? jokes she had, some she had jokes there. but it, yeah. Yeah. She said it, it does seem like it's more directed but I noticed that they've done kind of a social media blackout and they mm-hmm. made a post saying you know someone has been stealing our videos and I wondered if you were that someone <laughs> possibly to whom they are referring I- I have a I have a feeling they were talking yeah. about me. <laughs> I have an inkling. Um, yeah. Did you, have you heard anything uh, like a cease and desist from attorneys or emails from anybody uh, current actively involved? Yeah, I, I got a really amazing cease and desist, and <laughs> I, yeah, well, I'm trying to think of what they. It was like a cease and desist, a trespassing order, and something else. But like, um, it wasn't. It was. It was not anything that you could uh, ever. I mean, I I would bring it to court if they actually sued me because it, yeah. it shows where their Doesn't mind is at. Like, yeah, it's it wouldn't be valid in Texas for no. sure. Well, that's what I was gonna tell um, you. I'm not your lawyer, but I am a lawyer licensed in Texas. <laughs> and if you would like me to look at those and laugh with you, I would love to. Yes, <laughs> because I'm okay. sure it's ridiculous. <laughs> As a lawyer, you'll appreciate this. So this is like this. They're saying, you know, I'm doing all of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and the 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 first the, the the cease and desist opens with the dictionary.com definition <laughs> of clout chaser. Oh, shut up. It's like a sophomore in high school fucking paper. According to Webster's dictionary. Oh, God damn. 
chat gpt oh my god i have like six attorney group chats i'm gonna text immediately when we're done off of this call because that's so good oh man there's there's a twitter feed too called bad legal takes that i would encourage you to. that's middle school english level writing oh my god Mm -hmm. yeah you in fact they probably should have just asked chat gpt to write it because it would not have added that in because you didn't say could you write a 10th grade essay about you asked for a formal legal letter damn well, no, and, and that, I like that it's like the, clout chasing, which is like not even so, they had to include that because they had to Google what it is because they have no idea what it even is. I was just like, gonna, I thought you were going to say they had the dictionary dot com definition of like trespass, which was cringy enough. But you just told me that it was clout chasing. My soul has left my body. Oh, my God. And it's, and it's funny because chasing like, even this 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 wasn't written by like a real uh, somebody at least posing as a lawyer yeah. wrote this yeah i can find out um, i mean i'm sure you can too you're a journalist but i was like i would love i'm curious genuinely because everybody's got to make do they have know, to sign it oh yeah i'm sure he signed it i'm sure it's a letterhead wow. everybody's got to make money somehow some people's <laughs> some people's clientele is whatever walks through the door and yeah. i imagine that sometimes it's, it's, linda walks through the door it's authentically Linda, though. You can tell in the in the letter that, like, Linda's like, or, you know, whatever the brain trust is like, okay, we want to say this, and we want to say this, and <laughs> we want to say he trespassed on our property, even though he hasn't been to Texas in 10 years. Um, like, all this stuff that they're, they're, they're throwing in there, and there's all this, the, 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 what's really baffling is, is in, after the clout chasing stuff, they're like, these are the ethics of journalism and you broke oh, these rules <laughs> like, oh you're you. gonna take me you're gonna take me to court right for, like, yeah using the word or something call my boss yeah. oh i don't have one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hang on uh-huh. on the wrist hello it's me <laughs> yeah i'm my own boss yeah. oh my god report me to the the journalism <laughs> commission whatever yeah. you think exists yeah. that whoever that exist. is and yeah. god's blessed him for the naivete to think that that's we have some like out. ethical yeah. standards like, send it to the human fund and she's like who and then you just like one two three sesame street that's, that's the address people and then yeah that's where you can send all my legal paper yeah given the journalistic <laughs> landscape now it's like you think that you're not allowed to swear or you're not and i like that you would call someone investigating a story a clout chaser i know that's what we call ronan farrow all the time <laughs> you're like you clout chaser you're just trying to be cool like harvey weinstein i think he's trying to shed some light on yeah. something yeah it's kind of harmful so i don't think that's a clout chaser. no no there's no clout yeah. to be chased here <laughs> god just cringe no so much cringe well and aside from your cease and desist have you had any so you have not have you been to marietta since they've started the cult or no yes you have yeah. so, since a- after the cease and desist i was in marietta for six days or something like that wow. back in, in uh, the end of april Okay. So how was it? What's the vibe there? Do people, or is it like openly discussed? Oh yeah. I mean, everywhere the, I mean, you, you go to the g- gas station and th- we were at the gas station one time at like one o'clock in the morning. I was really stoned <laughs> and there was a police officer in there. And I was like, Hey, you hear about this cult? And this police officer was like, Oh yeah. I heard the running around naked, blah, blah. And just like every, <laughs> there wasn't a single person you, you that would have been shocked to hear about this because everybody yeah. was talking about it. Wow. And is it I noticed on their kind of their Facebook page they had that looked like it, maybe it was like a crime watch neighborhood watch Facebook page. There's at least one, maybe two citizens that are like deeply concerned about it and seem to be like frequently posting. And then it's interesting to see the mix of citizen comments, at least back in April. And I was just wondering if you've seen kind of an evolution, a shift in people's attitudes in the town like you said you talked to some folks that live there if at first it was like oh kind of leave them alone and now it's like wait they're doing what now and also who's mixing my mashed potatoes and gravy like there's only <laughs> one restaurant in this the old cafe old town, town cafe uh-huh. yeah so yeah have you kind of seen yeah. like the, the citizens shifting more anti-cult Yes, I mean, the, the sentiment is generally anti-cult if you watch any of the material that i put out or mm-hmm. If you, if you, the, the more information that comes out about it too, like it, it's, it's, it's hard to support some of the stuff that Linda does. She, yeah. she still gets business at the cafe. People are still eating there, but it's like, again, it's the only restaurant. Like the people have been going there after church forever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's a place where a lot of people meet and just have discussions and it's the, you know, it's it's sort of them. like if you, if you had one bar, you know, people yeah. would go there and 
Because um, it's a mo- it's mostly it's a older community that lives there, I assume. In rural, yeah, it's generally a little older. Yeah, there's a, there's definitely some blue hairs at the the cafe, mm-hmm. but um, but it's you know I, I would have to say though that like the people in town were like remarkably friendly. Like mm-hmm. everybody was welcoming to to me. Like um, people had people had like cheese plates and stuff when we oh. arrived. To, we were to thinking about because we're just two hours away, so we were like, next week we want to get up and like drive there and just the day maybe go to the cafe and walk around browse is it it's so it's worth it i guess and people will talk to you i think so okay cool yeah, yeah i think especially- so i think so. i think it's pretty it's pretty easy to get like uh the, the person on the street opinion mm-hmm. because everybody knows about it yeah. and everybody has you know their their feelings about the, there's different things that resonate with different people i mean a lot of people don't like that linda's uh fiance is a, a yes is in prison be... for what he's in prison for yeah want to be gonna be one of my other so, questions of, yeah. like what is the everybody sentiment is bad i guess I everybody imagine. everybody talks yeah yeah um and people are just generally like people are just friendly people are way more friendly down there than than i experience in <laughs> minnesota where people will talk, everybody will just talk just to just you yeah. a, you get shoulder yeah. a lot yeah yeah it's- i've seen something like this happen before because it happened with the body last year where mm. um some people like in this town in washington that they went to like nobody knew what they were up to nobody knew mm. who their neighbors were and then like these people got arrested i found out about it and once i got the 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 tape of what this guy was saying when he was arrested i put it on the internet and it like went viral right away mm-hmm. and all of a sudden like every single person in town knew what was going on it was just mm-hmm. all over facebook this is the most you know like in marietta people would be talking about this and on on porch swings and yeah in, yeah 60 right? years that's what i'm oh, trying to I remember yeah. that cult lady the, yeah, oh, yeah. The alien do they do they like leave wherever they live and go mingle about town and stuff do you ever see did you no. see any like active members i saw i mean there was there they hang out at the cafe there was a guy who thought the cafe a couple times but one of the big mysteries is that there's there's a bunch of stories now about how these people who knew this cult was going on before um basically there was this woman Tracy who found out about it found out about the cafe and it kind of blew up there but the reality is like when I when I I've never been able to talk to anybody who recognizes the 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 central figures in this story like there's there's this woman Elvira who's sort of number 2 in command and she's from Australia she has an Australian accent and if you were an Australian and Marietta, people would notice you immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they, people um, in the but town nobody, seen her? Well, they, they've seen her now. Now, like, well, they, they, now they have like a more public face. But before the cafe opened, which was in, um, that was in April, um, or in, in, in March, but it, I can't remember. Either the, I think it was the very end of, uh, March is when they got it. But, they they went from being like you know just hidden to having this public persona just at like mm-hmm. the the worst time possible yeah yeah and hopefully uh, you're like you said any uh light that can get shown on them whether through social media online digital media or traditional I think it will take, like you said, for some people in that town who maybe aren't on TikTok, maybe aren't on Facebook and get their news from NBC, DFW, like our local affiliate, that it's going to take stories on that type of thing mm-hmm. and and looping in maybe younger relatives going to town like, y'all heard about this? What's going on? And just everybody in town understanding the gravity of what's happening because you don't want to necessarily go, oh, somebody came in and bought the cafe. We hate them immediately. It's like. Well, why did you buy it? What's the purpose? And it's to fund this thing that we fundamentally don't agree with or, you know, to assist this man who's in jail for heinous crimes against children. We don't want to support that or we have no choice because we have no other restaurant. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Yeah. And well, I mean, they, they've they've they haven't like like nothing crazy has happened at the cafe. Like Linda hasn't yeah. shown up and started screaming at anybody or anything mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Like it's, well, I think that's they've smart. been on their best behavior. <laughs> yeah, you keep Did running she, it. Does she go around the town, or is she n- not really ever seen? No, I'm, but I, I've I've talked to two people who've seen her at the 
cafe during off hours, but she is not um, like a public presence there at all. She's holed up. Do they live? Uh, can you see like in the town drive by where they live? Are they all in one little commune area? Yeah, the compound is is incredible. That's I mean, they, if, if you're going to go to Marietta, you at least got to drive by. Oh, yeah, certainly. Um, sure. Because it, it's gorgeous. I mean, it, it oh, wow. was probably the like the the nicest property I saw in that town. The I mean, it's it's on this little like I assume it's a man-made pond. They have this enormous cross in the middle of this field there. That's like super creepy. It's like, wow. hey, am I at the right place? Is this the cult <laughs> place? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Right there. Oh, yeah. Okay. You can't miss it. it well, there's that's... a giant cross in the yard. And do you, as far as the profundity of your belief system, does Jesus factor into that? Because or is the cross there to say, hey, probably Christian neighbors were in Texas. Please don't think we're a cult. We are like you, mm-hmm. despite the fact that a lot of the discussions are star language or light language and star seeds yeah. and all that stuff. Is it just like a kind of a amalgamation of a bunch of religions and they stuck the cross up? It is. It's, I mean, it's a new age religion and new age religion is famous for borrowing other concepts from other religions and being like, see, like this is, you know, it's very, uh, th- everything is okay and familiar, uh, accepting mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, but there's a really weird relationship with Christianity and, and profundity. I mean, uh, Linda will, like, I was just going through a video, uh, before we got on the phone here. And in, in that video, you know, she's, she's borrowing these like Christian concepts, but she won't say the name Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, the two two things that are important here. Like, you can't say Jesus in front of her. It's, it's Yahshua or Yeshua. Um, and, like, Linda was Jesus is the thing. That's right. Is mm-hmm. that Linda, in a past life, uh, recalls being crucified uh, as Jesus. So the cross so is, Jesus makes her feel like home? <laughs> yeah. And, and whenever she finds something, I mean, the... The cult has some piece of art in the cafe now that's like something. It's like it's the word cult, like where I forgot what like an acronym or like uh-huh. it's like it's like Christian something unity uh, uh, leadership. So they made today. it into an acrostic anagram. Poem. <laughs> yeah. They made an acrostic poem yes. of the word cult leaning in. Which that would to me, because my lawyer brain's always like, is it defamation to call someone a cult? In fact, in Texas, it's not because the courts cannot adjudicate what a religion is. And so if I say this is a cult, this isn't a religion to me, they can't sue me and say, yes, we are. It would require the church, not the church, the the state, the judge to say, yes, this is a religion. No, it is not. So it just is a non-starter in Texas. Um, But the fact that they've leaned in, I think it's very cult, cult, cult. They put it on the fucking wall in the cafe. So (laughs) I think we're all safe. I think we're all safe. Here. Yeah, God, I can't remember what the the word. It's not Anna. What, what's, we'll what's, take a, uh, an acrostic, acrostic. Poem where it's like yeah. each letter. Yes. Yeah. It's an, a poem. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we'll yes. take a photo for you when we visit. And, uh, and it's it. they have a photo on. I mean, I, I thought that was phone. hilarious. But but Linda, I mean, I guess like now they've sort of leaned into like, hey, we're just like good Christian folks. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, no, are you're you not. kidding me? Like there's we, videos. There's <laughs> all this. Yeah, there's so much evidence. And whenever it's convenient, they Linda will borrow from Christianity mm-hmm. whenever it suits her. But it's not like if, if you go through the archive, um, you'll see these little instances of that. But that's not what profundity is about. Like, mm-hmm. it's not about Christianity. It's never really been about Christianity unless it was convenient. And yeah. convenient for the message. Do you think that the goal as far as like the funnel from somebody watching a profundity years video online to moving to the ranch? What do you think like the funnel is? Is she getting people who are searching? We covered Teal Swan, for instance, and a lot of that was searching for like the meaning of life and like or uh, Bettino Massaro, who is, you know, people are searching to level up or whatever. What do you think is the funnel that people end up watching these videos from Linda? And then what? proposition i guess value proposition does she have you know aside from the world's gonna end on march 23rd 2023 oopsie it didn't i mean uh, linda has a type the the average profundity person is either somebody who sort of grew up searching or was in a cult-like environment or somebody with trauma that's the big one and that's the really bad one is that she finds people who've gone through traumatic experiences or are like currently going through trauma 
and her the, the whole thing of profundity yours is like hey i'm this person who went through all this trauma and i'm fine mm-hmm. like uh mm-hmm. if you take all the aliens and stuff out of it <laughs> That, uh, like, hey, you know, I, I, I had this terrible childhood and this horrible experience 15 years ago or whatever to 12 years ago that, you know, t- just totally should have broken me, but I'm not mm-hmm. broken. I actually transcended it. And I don't even like memories aren't that bad. Like my rape was the most beautiful moment of my life or whatever she says. Like, I don't know yeah. if I put that out yet. I was um, going to ask you because that was in one of the in the footage she spoke about having this incident in 2014. That was I mean, she described it as a sexual assault, a rape and then saying like, oh, from that I was reborn. And I thought that was an interesting framework. And do you think that was kind of the 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 starting moment of this of like processing a horrible event that happened to her? And I think we can we always say we can hold two truths at the same time. of Like it's a horrible thing to happen to anybody. But then when you take your dealing with trauma and then start harming others, mm-hmm. I think that's when our sympathy can stop. Right. But is that kind of the, the beginning mm-hmm. moment? Well, and she will tell like rape survivors that like, why did you rape yourself? Like, like I like, really disgusting stuff like that. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I think that that experience sort of like was the final nail in the coffin. Mm-hmm. Like she was, it's not like, Linda was um, like li- li- things were going great before this. Yeah, but she's just somebody. I mean, there's it's 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 there's like a hurt people, hurt people mm-hmm. element to this. Yeah, where right. she she you know she's a she didn't really survive her abuse. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, and it's, she's a tragic figure. She, I mean, yeah. she, like Linda, you know, she's she's a she does terrible things and she's got all these hostages and she feeds off people's trauma. She abuses Mm -hmm. them through their trauma, but this is not something that just came out of nowhere. And there's a reason why like these types are attracted to Linda and why people are willing to sort of like disconnect from the, the really crazy stuff that she talks about because it's like, well, you know, there's this amazing thing that she does. Mm-hmm. This part helps me. Um, so I can ignore that. She says she decides the fate of the world every day when she wakes up and climbs in a spaceship, which is just like any abuser. Yeah. That, you know, I mean, the whole mm-hmm. honeymoon phase, you're cling to those moments where it's really good. And then it cycles back through, but mm-hmm. so, yeah, well, you to, s- if you're you an this- abused, vulnerable person, who is comfortable in that environment, sadly, then you would find comfort in a person like Linda. Right. And I would say, yeah, I mean, child abuse and domestic violence are the two best analogs, really, mm-hmm. where you you see kind of like these these patterns that just like repeat. Um, oh, yeah. And and sometimes like it just it, it, people I mean, most people that are abused do not become abusers but uh there's a, a huge percentage of them an abnormal percentage of them do yeah then it's um, not addressed and we have a huge on a wider scale a public policy issue of like we need to address mental health concerns mm-hmm. and we need to address responses to trauma early on because you do see that that leads to deviant behavior whether it's just straight up crime or in tar- starting an entire cult mm-hmm. and abusing people on a larger scale well, I wonder too. I mean, something that there's not like there there isn't uh scientific research or psychological research on to to any degree that I've seen that um that I could cite. This is I don't I mean, I don't know how you'd you'd put these pieces together, but from studying cults and studying a lot of them, uh I've never once heard the story of the abuser who gets that far who has like a second act in life. Like Linda's never going to be like, Oh my God, I can't believe I was a cult leader. Like now I'm going to like, I'm going to like fight against this. That's never, I've never heard a story like that. Mm -hmm. Like there becomes a point and McNeely, her fiance is in the same boat. There, there comes a point where like you go so far in and he was also abused that like there, there is no like coming back. Like this, the story will always be fictional. You'll never get it in her. Like, you're never going to have, even if she was in prison, like you'd never get Linda to, to confess. Like, yes, I did this terrible thing. She'd never say that. Like, yeah, it's like a pr- protective facade almost. Of yeah. Like, you're never going to talk to the real person because they've, as a trauma response, put something up so much. Mm-hmm. 
it's like a whole other personality. But it's interesting you brought up McNeely. What is do you know the the background on how they initially met, how they connected? I've seen the appellate filings where she's listed as his girlfriend. She came and testified for him and all that. Just kind of briefly their history and what role he may be currently playing. Is she still in contact with him? Well, it's tough because like that's the story is is extremely unreliable because it mm. comes from Linda. Okay. And they they definitely originally like his his ex-wife told me she thought they linked up sometime in like 2015 or 2016. But then like I've I've got a photo of them together, I think in 2013. And I believe my my best estimation is that they met in a 2012. Uh, I mean, they're they're from like the, the the places in Montana they're from are like two hours apart. Somehow they linked together. It was probably through a dating app. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how they got connected a long time ago. Uh, okay. that's, and I'm not like totally certain on that, but I have heard that it was an app from from a survivor. OK. And my my best guess, like the timeline that the first picture of them is in is in 2013 um and so, then he was arrested sort of for this scheme in of child abuse that he uh, pled guilty to eventually and then she stuck by him it sounds like through all of that yeah she she's she's been pretty loyal i mean i guess i mean this, this is what's so weird about it is that it's really hard for like a psychopath to love someone mm-hmm. but in in linda land like this guy is in the greatest mm-hmm. and she's she always loved she, she was always just infatuated with this guy he's not he's definitely not capable of loving anything or anyone not, he's not he's a, a he's a total purebred psychopath Oh yeah, no. He's, um, I was trying to recall what the charges were exactly that he was charged with. I want to see a picture of him too. Oh, yeah, I can pull it but up. at the same time, like we were saying, that's why you know people can be susceptible to joining cults. If she grew up abused, you know, she's again like sadly comfortable in that type of relationship where you're being abused. Yeah, I'm assuming. It, I mean, that, she 100 abused her as well. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's something that that you find is like th- th- this is a place like this this world where people like want to, like need to control people. Mm-hmm. It's like it, it that's the comfortable place to them. Like that that's where they feel safe because when they were you know children, there was no con- they had no control over yeah. anything, and everything was scary and chaos. They came, I mean, these people came from really scary environments, and like the only way to feel safe is is in these systems yeah yeah one yeah, it's it was for, sure. for distribution of child sexual abuse material so i really don't know how she thinks that he's the greatest person in the world given that that's and it's yeah it's worse it's worse than it sounds too like i mean it, the 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 chats that he was having online kind mm-hmm. of came out in during his appeal process yeah and he was he was bragging about like um assaulting very 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 young children i mean he talked about like an infant his his search terms to his search terms that they they brought up when he was doing his appeal the word tiny comes up over and over again Mm, because in his searches there were all these files that had the word tiny in them and so the prosecutor was was making that, that point when when he was like Hey, we're not going to reduce this guy's sentence. His appeal yeah. is bogus. No. And this, this is what this guy was, was, was doing and what he was talking about and why he needs to be segregated from, you know, the, the rest of the, society. the, the, the population. Yeah. yeah. Does she yeah. just kind of not acknowledge it or, you know, like it's just like, uh, ignorance is bliss type of thing? I have only heard her directly acknowledge that he is in prison on one occasion. Um, and and that was like a, a fairly new find, like sometime in the past, I don't know, three weeks-ish. Yeah. The thing with her, though. Uh, I mean- but it's mostly something... I, I guess she she does it indirectly though. She she's like we need to forgive. Like we're all pedophiles and rapists, really, because we were in past lives. Like so, she she indirectly talks about McNeely. Yeah, yeah. I, I, there's no other reason she would and say this stuff. It, you know? yeah. His current release date's what scheduled for 2029, if I'm not mistaken. 
I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's you don't really get good behavior in federal prison. He's in Seagaville, by the way, not very far from our houses. Um, That's also where I think the Duggar boy is at as well. Best mm-hmm. a boy. He's a disgusting adult man. But the the son of the Duggar family, also a sex mm-hmm. predator of children. Um, But it's interesting that she's almost planting the seeds of telling people like, oh, well, we can forgive. Right. And that was I saw in the crime watch group of Marietta people's concerns when they initially said hey this cult bought this restaurant some people said oh well you can't necessarily call him a cult it's just a religion and the poster or other citizens are like no you need to understand that this woman has gone to bat for him and that's the other thing she may not mention him in her videos but we know from filed federal appellate actions that she's gone to bat for him she's shown Mm -hmm. up and testified for him and is not distance herself publicly or said anything about it. So it's interesting that especially in a more con- in more conservative groups, there's this push against like, oh, people are trying to groom children. There's these children groomers. And it's like you have right. got uh, at least tangentially related a, a, a groomer adjacent person. Or if she's saying things like that, that also sounds like forgiveness of mm-hmm. groomer ab- and abusive behavior. Normalization. Of and it. normalization. And like, that's interesting that given that is such a hot talk- talking point right now in Texas, especially in a, and in a bad faith way has been directed to members of the LGBTQ community. When in reality, mm-hmm. you have this huge cross in this small <laughs> town and the people beneath that cross are saying, Oh, well, it's okay to do that. Cause you know, we've all done it anyway. He's going to come live here in a few years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's he's he is dangerous and he th- th- there's a reason to be afraid of him and you cannot apologize for him. She I guess she has mentioned like she's grazed the subject on the Internet before. I've mm-hmm. only heard her like say it out loud um, the one time that like and it wasn't she didn't say what he was in prison for. Yeah. Um, and and, and it, there might be more out there. Uh, I mean, I'm still like going through this archive is unbelievably difficult. I'm using AI to comb through all these videos to figure wow. out what's what's being said. How um, many and, hours and to build a library? Yeah, how many hours of footage would you say you have? About a thousand. God. Wow. And you're just combing through it to so, try to find the pertinent parts. Yeah, so imagine if you were doing it like eight or nine hours at a time, like it would be, it would take forever, you know. Yeah. Um, like the, the, it, it does. It would be impossible to to have the library where it is. Like everything really changed about the I don't know two three weeks ago when I was working on my article because I am going to put out an article about this, and I was adding some files and i realized like oh holy crap the uh this this library is now like 70 percent full and i'm gonna keep getting it like fuller and i use a couple different like software uh just ai transcription ai image transcription um mm-hmm. to to put the pieces together uh mm-hmm. but yeah the i mean it, it just goes on and on forever like the, the video i'm editing right now is Four hours, 29 minutes, and 58 seconds long. Wow. So, one that's just, one just single imagine video? that's one video <laughs> of them just streaming and talking about of her streaming and talking about whatever. Yeah, the I thing would that have Linda 30 get- root canals before I watched four <laughs> hours of Linda. And that's why t- when we were initially speaking, I was like, God bless you for doing that because, and thank God for AI because I'm sure not watching <laughs> that many hours. No. That's a lot. <laughs> No, I mean, when we, when this, this first started coming together and I was like putting, taking these, these videos, like I think I took like six videos, watched them all. And I was just going through like shorter videos and it took, you know, nine days or something to, to cut out the pieces to make the first like batch of TikToks. Wow. And I, while I was doing it, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to lose my mind. Like this yeah. is making me insane. Yeah. Uh, and it, it will, like it, it's, it's also like hypnotic. Like if you mm-hmm. watch the, the, because she uses all this like circular speech that you'll get lost in it and just kind of forget what you're doing. That happens to me a lot. Like if, like the way I do it now is I've got the text on one side and the video on the other. And I read the text. I cut the video out without even watching it. Um, and then I, when, when that's over, I will take all those clips, watch them as one and kind of think like what sticks out. And then I'll just make a transcript of that, do the next, do, do, do the entire process over again. Yeah. So it gets smaller. Each time. Um, but it's, it's a, it's a, 
yeah, having like a library of this stuff, because I mean, that, that's where the, 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 the biggest information comes from. Yeah. I mean, they've, the, it is like what Linda has to say for herself. Like that's the, mm-hmm. you know, she's not super reliable, but, but Lin- Linda also like is not like, I wouldn't go as far as to say she's like completely dishonest. Like there's, there's moments of honesty in these videos and you kind of see, I don't know if you guys saw the TikTok I put out yesterday, but it starts with Linda being like, I don't relate to people. The hardest thing like, for me is to have human relationships. And it's like, that's yes, probably like, real. That's like, yeah, that's, that's right. you. Yeah. Right. It's real. And it's, I mean, that car drive you have sounds like it's cursed, but it's also <laughs> like a trove, like you said, because I think when you have somebody that wants to control a narrative surrounding themselves or control a mythos around themselves to say, oh, well, we're a really good, sweet, like Christian organization that, and if they think that they've scrubbed it, it's like screenshots and recordings are forever. Mm-hmm. So I think it's extremely valuable that you have that. And that's the service that you're doing. And I think why we wanted to cover this and me as yeah. a lawyer, I'm always like, I need all the, it's like a, to me, when I see a situation like this, it feels like a law school exam and I have like issue spotting and I'm like, here's where an agency can come in. Here's where an agency can come in. Somebody needs to call these people. Somebody needs to call them. So in seeing this as it progresses um, and you're seeing that she's, you said getting darker, or maybe the, they're buying more area of the town. Have you heard of any agencies getting involved or is that just too, it's kind of too early to tell there's not enough information about them. I think it's a little early, but not because there's enough information about them. There's a lot of information out there and, and there's a lot of information from like the secretary of state's website. Like we know what the business are. We, we know that Linda owns like all this stuff and it doesn't make sense that she has all this money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the so thing is like, you got to tell somebody. You don't have a job where are you getting your income. And you yeah. have to tell the IRS because under it's, I think it's section 162 or it might be 161 of the internal revenue code. They say it's, all funds from whatever source derived. They don't care what you call it. If you call it a donation or whatever, they want you to pay taxes and they want you to report it. And I think oh, that's yeah. where her ass should be tight if she's and at all nervous about this. Get caught. Yeah, is that when you see... Yeah, like if, you, you, said, if you, get, you get a big gift from a Canadian, you got, you got to pay taxes on yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, and, and guess what? Anything over $10,000 is getting reported to FinCEN, which is the uh, criminal investigation unit of the IRS. And that's why, you know, the banks have that. If it's a transaction over 10,000, if it's more than $10,000 of cash, they have this threshold. And I imagine a cafe or a ranch or a feed store costs more than $10,000. So I'm like, you ding dong, you're getting flagged left, right, and center. So, and the thing about the FBI and the IRS, you do not know that they're investigating you until there are cold handcuffs around your wrists. And so the it's, you know, they will, I think the more you get out there and then if, survivors or people whose family members are involved, you can make an anonymous report to the IRS and go, hey, listen, this is what I know. Here's their website. Here's this. I have a good faith belief that there's a lot of money here that's being called a donation online. And I have no evidence that this is a church. There's nothing stopping a family member or somebody with actual knowledge from doing that. And I think that's going to be what kind of kicks it to where if enough people do that and they're like oh we need to look yeah we should be this. paying attention yeah. to this yeah certainly and also like you said one time uh i'm pretty sure that the fbi is on tiktok like they <laughs> and i and it may not be an agent sitting there watching every somebody TikTok. works for the fbi they probably also have ai you know they yeah. have stuff that's like listening for things like this too so i don't know hopefully the the light that you shed on it will help just at least get people that are under that thumb and don't are there because they're vulnerable get them out mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what it's. I mean, I think that the more people talk about this stuff and, you know, Linda's a fascinating character. And I really do think that that she, I mean, it it would be in everybody's best interest and especially the people who are on the compound or planning on going to the compound. If this thing just wasn't available, it wasn't an option anymore. Yeah. Um, Because, it's this cycle of abuse. It's, it's it, people, you know, everybody gets separated from their families. Bad stuff is happening um, so routinely. Yeah. But, but, but it's one of these things. Like, there's also, like, they've, they've been kind of smart in a lot of ways at, at covering their tracks. And if, if they, if there wasn't like somebody paying attention all these years like this it just it would already be over mm-hmm. you know? uh, yeah but and that, you're right i think it's it would get much much worse but with that pr- publicity and press and people are looking into it maybe that will be the thing that shuts it down mm-hmm. shuts it down well thank you for talking with us today Do you have tips for when we go down there next yeah. week 
any places to go or uh, just in general suggestions? I would I would keep a keep a low enough profile that you can go into the restaurant without uh, being Pretty noticed because yeah. that was something that I could not do. Yeah, oh, and I heard yeah. I hear the food is really great. Oh, nice, good to know. <laughs> well, we'll uh, we'll turn up. Christy's from Fort Worth, and I'm from Mesquite, we're, so we're from pretty country places. We may turn up our accents a little bit and be like, "Hi, y'all! What are the biscuits?" I would recommend like? yeah. <laughs> Help us with the biscuits, but yeah, we yeah, definitely appreciate it. So, what is your upcoming? Do you have? You said you had an article coming out. You have a documentary coming out. What can people look for to get more information on this in-depth reporting that you've been doing? Yeah, I guess I okay. So I had a video that was supposed to come out on the fourth of July. My article keeps is, is in d- delayed and delayed. Like I, I'm slow with a lot of this. No, stuff. you got more stuff to um, add. You have a thousand hours to go through. <laughs> but it's okay. So so I have I, this video coming out. Yes. called the company you keep. Okay. And that is is was was going to come out on the fourth of July, and then I found the video that I'm edit the four and a half hour video that I'm editing right now. I I, I scanned it uh-huh. and was like, holy shit, there is some stuff in here that needs to be included in there. Oh. And then just two days ago, I found like the person who is just my last source, like the little the little source that puts all the puts the puzzle together. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. and so. That interview is going to be on Tuesday, and I'm going to try to sprint and put the whole thing together for next Friday. I don't know when this comes out. So we'll pro- but, this will probably uh, air towards the end of July, so it hopefully will be out by the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that by the time listeners hear this, they can they can see the the documentary. But no matter what, so. they can go and find you on TikTok at Sierra and Warner, right on TikTok. Yes, and because because of this delay, I wasn't going to put out TikToks for until this this came out. But now I've decided like there's too much important information in here that now I'm just like sitting on. Yeah. So I'm not going to do that. Like I'm going to be putting out the 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 pieces that I feel people really should know on TikTok as they sort of come in. Okay. To. Well, so. fantastic. Well, we'll keep an eye on there and we'll keep yes, in touch sure. with you. And uh, yeah, if anybody in Marietta is listening and uh, wants us to look into stuff, email Sierra and email us. Mm-hmm. I think we're all going to try to collaborate and just get as much information and as many eyeballs as possible on it because uh, you don't get to come down to our state and start a fucking cult. <laughs> you just don't. So no. <laughs> got to take it somewhere else. Yeah, take it somewhere else. Take over the only cafe in town. No, that's, that's just do somebody dirty and take mm-hmm. their biscuits away. You can't do that, man. That's not cool. Uh, no. But yeah, but we thank you very much for chatting. Yeah, with thanks us today. so much. No, thank you so much for having me on and thank you for having this conversation. Like the, it's a, it's important that we talk about these these groups because all the all the dirty stuff they do in the dark is just going to continue until oh, yeah. people have these conversations. Yeah, and I think until sure. people know I I can speak up. You know, and if you know that there's a child or a person over 65 or a person who's, you know, has uh, doesn't have the middle capacity to help themselves. You call adult protective services, mm-hmm. child protective services. We are a mandatory reporting state. So people that are in and around there that have actual knowledge of that, it's just like the more we call, I think, and the more we, like you said, get the information out there that this could be going on there. Make it so the they better. can't ignore them anymore. Yeah, you can't ignore it or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, but we really appreciate you taking the yeah, time and uh, we'll so stay much. in touch. Yeah, thank you. All right, thank you. Pew, 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 pew.